Welcome to the Billboard Mastery Podcast, where you will learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, select the construction type, build, rent the ad space, and operate billboard signs. And now, here is your host, the guy that built from scratch the largest privately owned billboard company in Dallas-Fort Worth, Frank Rolfe. Now, typically in the billboard industry, you want your billboard to be as large as it can be. And many cities and states do not allow you to ever enlarge the size of a sign. But what about making it smaller? This is Frank Roth, the Billboard Mastery Podcast. We're going to be talking about the rare occasions in which the smart thing to do is actually to make the sign smaller in size rather than larger. And I'm talking about when you are buying an existing sign going smaller, and even when you're building one from scratch and going a little smaller than where you could be. And let's go over why that might be. Well, the main reason you would want to go with a smaller size sign over a larger is because you're trying to deal with some form of obstruction. Let me give you an example. First time I learned this was I built a billboard on Highway 377 in Watauga. That's a city north of Fort Worth, Texas. I had an issue, though, because there was a blockage from the roof line of a church. And I still wanted to build a full-size sign. The biggest I could build was a 14 by 48 in size. So that's what I did. And the problem was, from the moment I built that sign and forever after, part of the sign was always blocked by the church. You could not see the full sign because the roof of the church was blocking part of the ad face. It was awkward looking, and it was also meant that part of the ad face could not be read. Now, in retrospect, what I should have done is I should have gone with a smaller ad face. If I had gone with something that was more vertically oriented and not quite so large, I could have gotten around the obstruction. But I was so bullheaded that I wanted to build the biggest sign I could build, I built an inferior sign. And I always had trouble renting it because every advertiser who saw it thought there was something terribly wrong with it, which there was. It should have been smaller. In other cases, you may be buying an old wooden sign, let's say, and that wooden sign size is not of a normal size today that is used. For example, back in the olden days, when signs were first getting started, people would often build billboards simply based on how many sheets of plywood they had around. And they came up with some strange sizes. We all know today the standard sizes of the industry are 14 by 48, 10 6 by 36, and 12 by 25. However, back in the olden days, back particularly in the 50s and the 60s, lots of advertisers would build their own unique custom creations. And the problem is when you have those signs, they do not fit the standard formats that people utilize for vinyl production and for making their advertisements. So as a result, you miss out on a lot of your best advertisers. If you ever go to McDonald's franchise, they have a little handbook in there of what a billboard is supposed to look like. They have some pre-printed ads. And what the McDonald's franchisee does is they drop their address in or their exit line into those standard already pre-printed vinyls. They only come in certain sizes. They're not customizable. If your sign size does not fit those normal sizes, here's the problem. They're not going to rent that sign from you. So sometimes you want to go smaller simply because you want to make that thing a normal size. If you had a sign that was 14 by 40 in size, you probably want to change that to a 10636. Why? It's smaller square footage. But therefore, there is already ample designs from the bigger advertisers that can be used. 
Customization in signs has never been a good idea. It always leads to ruin because people don't want to come up with custom creative. There was a sign company in Texarkana and the signs are still there if you drive by them. And for some crazy reason, the guy wanted to build the most horizontal, thinnest billboards you've ever seen. So if everyone else's signs were 14 by 48, then he would build his signs, you know, a correspondingly eight by 60 something. And they look ridiculous as you're going down the highway. But he thought it was incredibly creative. I remember he had Bryce's Cafeteria on most of them. It was great creative for Bryce's Cafeteria. They had a pictorial of all the things in their buffet line. But beyond that, it was kind of hard to make sense of it. Remember, he had a car dealership on there once, which had horizontal profiles of all the cars at the dealership on it. Okay, that's kind of cool and everything. But he missed out on all of your mainstream advertisers because all their ad agencies, all their creative revolved around standardized sizes, and he didn't have any. Another time you might want to go with a smaller ad face is when you're worried about wind load. If you're buying an existing sign and you don't really know how well it's constructed, reducing the wind load down helps you a whole lot. Because assuming it was actually engineered, which it was supposed to be, and built for 100 mile an hour wind load on that sign face, when you take that sign face and reduce it, it takes a lot of the pressure off how it was constructed. Sometimes when you see a sign that you might be buying, you can see that something very wrong has happened in its past. Sometimes you'll notice that the sign has been extended in height. How do you know this? You'll see the sign comes up to a horizontal plate that's bolted onto the column, and that's where the sign, the head of the sign used to be mounted. But instead, you have a second piece of column mysteriously that rises from that joint, maybe only be five or 10 feet in length. And then the top of the sign is attached to that. Well, what they've done there is they've raised the sign up in the air to try and get around an obstruction. And they probably did it illegally, and they couldn't get the permit originally to make it the height they wanted. So they built it the correct height, got the permit, everything fine, and then snuck in later, probably on a weekend, and raised it up five or 10 feet in the air. When you do that, you put an enormous amount of pressure, enormous amount of load on that pole, about three feet off the ground. That's where all the pressure is. So what can you do in those situations? Again, if you reduce the ad face size down, then you're going to reduce down the wind load and you're going to enhance the safety. Now, is there a problem with making signs smaller? It's a good question because states and cities are so obsessed with sign sizes that you might think it would be some kind of issue if you do it, but normally the answer is no. While most states and cities have all kinds of penalties if you try and enlarge it, they don't even ponder anyone ever wanting to go smaller, so you won't find almost any rules and regulations on it. Now, to be safe, I would ask. I wouldn't do it until you know for sure what the rules of engagement are. So I start with your state and then work your way down county and city, make sure everything's fine. But I think you'll find most of the statutes do allow you to go smaller. They just don't allow you to go any larger. Normally, you could have a sign that has a permit for a 14 by 48 ad face, but you could build a smaller face, no issue. They don't really care. Go bigger than 1448, huge, huge problem. Smaller, well, not going to get you in trouble at all. But again, verify these things before you do it. But the answer to it all is you're not always best off making the sign as big as it can be. There are certain occasions based on obstructions, based on safety, on a number of factors, standardization, in which you're, all, you're better off going with a smaller sign face if that helps get the job done and is going to work out for a better investment for you for your billboard. This is Frank Rolfe with the Billboard Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Billboard Mastery Podcast. 
be sure to visit us at www.billboardmastery.com where you can find past episodes of this show plus an array of information to help you successfully build, buy, and operate billboard signs.